This is Chris McGregor. The work of Discerning Hearts could not continue without your prayers and support. Between now and December 31st, please consider making a year-end tax-deductible gift. Click Donate at either DiscerningHearts.com or inside the Discerning Hearts free app. Your generous support will allow us to continue our podcast for those on the discerning journey. Thank you and God bless from all of us at Discerning Hearts. would like to draw your attention at the beginning to something that is familiar to all of us. How is it when we are creative? In any way, let's say you are making a flower arrangement, assembling some beautiful flowers. Or you are crafting something for Christmas for your kids, for your grandkids, or you do woodwork. Baking can be a creative thing. I'm not able to do that, but I know my mother is. Or if you prepare a wonderful meal, do cooking, or you do riding, whatever it may be, I'm sure each of us has something where he or she is creative. When you have finished your work, you look at it and you just marvel it and love it. We love to look at the things we have created. It is just fun to be creative anyway, so you just enjoy the work. But then when the work is done, you love it. Maybe it's not perfect. But it's good. Maybe you could still work a little bit on it and say, okay, a little bit more salt here for the meal, or the flower a little bit like this, and I need a little bit more green here in this picture to make it more perfect. It can still be improved, but you already love it. Because we do creative things in the veins of God, our Creator, and the Holy Spirit, who is our creating power. This is why we love it. And we love to look at our work. We could expand this thought to parents who have children. If you have received a baby, a child, you don't get tired to look at your baby. You could look at the baby 24-7 in a way, especially when it sleeps. <laughs> it is so beautiful. It is so perfect. You could watch and watch and watch. It is, in a way, Yes, it is your creation. Moreover, it's God's creation. We love our babies, our children, even if they are grown up. We still, we still love them. Why does my mother want to have a picture of mine? She knows how I look. She wants to look at me because she loves me. 
So no matter if the child is small or it's whatever we have created and made, we find beautiful and worth to be loved. When we look at our children with this love, we are imitating God, the Creator Himself. We read in Genesis chapter 1, God created the light, the water, the plants, the stars, the animals, on the earth, and the birds, and the sea creatures. And each time we hear, and God saw that it was good. He just loved what he had created. And then God created man in his own image. In the divine image he created him. Male and female he created them. And God saw that they were good. And then it reads, God looked at everything he had made and it was very good. This is how God loves us. We are his. We are his creation. He looks at us as we sleep. Like we look at our babies, you know. He's wandering around us, look, looking at us from all sides and just loves us. He cannot get enough of looking at us. He finds us fantastic. Not because of us, but because of him who made us. He's wandering around us, looking at us from all sides. He's moved, he's touched, he's delighted, he's brought to tears because we are his beloved creation, his image. Because of this delight, he steadily wants, continuously wants us to become even more his image. He wants us to become even holier. The holiness of our human existence consists in being and becoming God's image. The gift of holiness at Christmas, this is Jesus Christ. He is the image of the invisible God, as we learn in the letter to the Colossians. When you look at Jesus, you see God. You can clearly see the Father in him, like in a spotless mirror. And Jesus is not only God's creation, as we are, he is God's only Son, as we profess in the Creed, in Latin, unicus, unique, he is his unique Son, the only begotten Son of God, unigenitus. He, Jesus Christ, is the perfect image of God. With him, there is no need for any kind of improvement or betterment. Nothing is missing. In contrary, only 
one thing is missing and this is sin. That means everything is missing that darkens and disturbs God's image in him. As we look at the baby Jesus on Christmas, we recognize the Creator, the Father. God Father is fulfillment of holiness. He is holy. He is whole, total, true. He is holy, holy, holy. Jesus is given to us as a gift, as our Savior, in order to show us who God is, to reveal how beautiful and gorgeous and amazing he is. And as we gaze at the Blessed Sacrament, we see him, him in his holiness, as we look at him, we want to be drawn into his wholeness. We want to become wholesome as he was, as he is. Through baptism, the original sin was washed away from us. Through the Holy Eucharist and the Sacrament of Reconciliation and all the graces that God gives us every day, he wants to restore in us this his image every week, every day, every minute. Meister Eckhart, a German mystic of the 13th, 14th century, said, the soul must be transfigured and impressed and molded again in that image, which is God's Son. The soul is created in God's image. The masters say that the Son is God's image and the soul is created after the image of the image. But I say further, the Son is an image of God above all images. He is an image of his concealed Godhead. And from there, where the Son is an image of God, from the imprint of the Son's image, the soul receives her image. The soul draws from where the Son draws. So let us draw from where the Son draws. Let us pray together with the Son. Let us be charitable together with the Son. Let us give witness of the kingdom of God together with Him. Let us walk our path of life together with Him. Let us draw from where He draws. Advent is the season that invites us to intensify our gaze unto Jesus. But for many, Advent and Christmas is not the nicest time of the year. I know families who decided not to exchange gifts anymore on Christmas. It just became too burdensome. 
Was I fair when I was giving the gifts? Did I miss somebody or did I neglect somebody? And it's, it is expensive anyway. This is understandable. But as a response, keeping Christ in Christmas could mean focusing on the gift of his birth. His birth is a gift for us. On his own accord, by his free will, out of pure grace, God sent his Son on earth. Nobody expected him. The shepherds didn't. They were surprised. The Magi were surprised by the new star. Joseph was extremely surprised, actually shocked by the news. Mary didn't expect the angel to come. But all of them, first of all Mary, were open for this gift. This is what we are invited to be again. Not add necessarily more activity to your Advent schedule. Instead, pray and ask for the gift of holiness that is given for free by God to you. Try to listen how God wants to give this holiness to you. How he wants to better you. How he wants to make you a more beautiful image. And let him do it. Again, a last time, a quotation from Meister Eckhart. God as the sculptor. Eckhart says, I have sometimes used a clear example. If an artist wants to make an image from wood or stone, he does not put the image into the wood, but he cuts away the chips that had hidden and concealed the image. He gives nothing to the wood, but takes from it cutting away the overlay and removing the dross, and then that which was hidden under it shines forth. God is our sculptor. Let us just be still. Let him work on us. Maybe he is already working on us, but we haven't recognized it. Maybe we don't want to recognize how he is working on us. Let him bring forward his image in you that is laid into us from the beginning. This image is already there. The holiness is there because he is here and we all receive everything from him. It's not about being passive. It's about being actively receptive for his forming and modeling hand. Let him work on us. Let him continue his work on us. 
so that he may say, good, very good, almost perfect. Amen. You've been listening to The Holy Rule of St. Benedict, A Spiritual Path for Today's World with Father Mauritius Vildi. To hear and or to download this conversation, along with hundreds of other spiritual formation programs, visit discerninghearts.com. You can also hear it on the free Discerning Hearts app available on the iTunes and Google Play stores. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts, I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We hope that if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission. And if you feel us worthy, consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax-deductible, to help support our efforts. But most of all, we hope that you will tell a friend about DiscerningHearts.com and join us next time for The Holy Rule of St. Benedict, a spiritual path for today's world with Father Mauritius Vildi.